This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these goats. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. Let's uh, rock this thing out with your thing out. What's up, Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. I had a... Um Interesting thought yesterday as I uh, got nude before I got in the shower. You had a thought yeah. as you got nude as Correct. you got into the shower. And I was I can't uh, even yeah. contemplate what that thought would be. I'm gonna be completely honest with you with Where'd how those I, dimples on my ass cheeks come from. With how I came to this thing. So um, you know, I do like to trim my downstairs area, but in the winter I don't trim my belly or my chest hairs. So they get quite thick. Thick. So I Got naked and I was just kind of, kind of like rubbing my belly hairs. Feel like a dog. I don't know what I was doing. Did you lick yourself? I did not lick myself. <laughs> I couldn't possibly reach that area. You so tried. I was, I was I was doing that with my like belly hairs. Yeah. And noticed a piece of lint in my belly button, which happens, right? Okay. And I thought I have an innie belly button. There's innies, and there's outies. And I didn't know if that was still a thing. I had a couple questions about belly buttons. One. You're serious? Yeah. Do people still have innies and outies? Two, as a parent, do you get to make that decision? Does the doctor ask you that when cutting the umbilical cord and... and no, because the umbilical cord stays on until it falls off naturally. Well, this is what I was... I was told so many various things. I, I asked... My two experiences with my boys, when they cut the cord, it stay. There's a piece that stays... And it's purpley, right? Yeah. And then within within 24 to 48 hours, it just naturally falls off. And then the belly and button is there? That's what it is. And then... So that's when you see whether you have an innie or an Audi. I guess so. At least in my two experiences, yes. Do you recall uh, your son's belly buttons? Yeah, they're in... Innies. Mm-hmm. I think innie is the preferred. The Audi looks a little strange. Yeah, I don't know anyone with that, so I don't... Right. I've That's heard what, of it, but I don't know anyone with Exactly, that. which has got me thinking. It's like, maybe they figured out a way just to do innies. Because I don't think people like the Audis. I don't know. So I Google... I didn't Google this. I, I tweeted out. I asked Twitter. Most people thought I was being weird, <laughs> which I was not. Just bored. I actually had people tell me what you just told me. The umbilical cord falls off right. and what you get you get other people told me no you can pick what you want yeah i'm not aware of that I, I don't think that's a thing i don't i don't know other people told me if you have an audi that if you later on in life go in for a hernia repair it falls into an innie 
that that's partial. It's a partial hernia situation, which is why it's poking out. Okay. Do you w- clean your belly button specifically ever? Yeah, usually, sure. But just in the shower? Mm-hmm. Only in the shower. Yeah. Because what I used to have to do, and I, I'm probably in need of this now, I used to, well, this is what my mother showed me to do when I was younger, Uh-oh. that you take a Q-tip and you put Vaseline on it mm-hmm. and put it in your belly button and leave it for like a day. No. Then the next day, you take a Q-tip and clean it out. It's disgusting. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Because my belly button goes way in there, Jerry. What do you have, a like vagina could, on your belly? I do not have a <laughs> vagina on my belly. About? But I could get my first, the first quarter of my pinky in my belly button. Okay. The only place an Audi. Grime in there. Yeah. The only place an Audi looks good on is like a hot chick with a flat stomach. That's Then it's all right. I, get, I don't really think I've, I don't know. You don't think about it. No, I don't, I don't think I know anyone with it. Do this later on when you. I don't have time. If you have time, just Google like bikini girls and see how many have Audis versus Innies. Okay. I'm not sure I just sounded like you. Yeah. And you're watching this happen. Okay. 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 <laughs> I remember uh, the umbilical cord on my younger sister. Like you said, I remember like finding it bizarre that there was this purple thing mm-hmm. and it just falls off, you mm-hmm. said. Yeah. And you find it in the house? Um. Yeah. I mean, you'll find it. Could be in the crib. Could happen while they're sleeping. Is it made of like, uh, what's it made of? I don't know exactly what it's made of. I don't know. Is it Some... skin? I don't know. What do you do with it? I don't know. I think for, I think Matthews, I think we saved for a little while, but I don't think we have those anymore. And I don't think, I don't think anything. I don't know. wonder what they're called because it's not the umbilical cord. It's not attached to anything. Yeah, I, I don't know. That I is do, pretty I wild that know. we get, you give, not you, but women give birth to a baby. Mm-hmm. That's attached. Oh, what about me? I pushed it out my belly button. <laughs> You're innie. Yeah. That's attached to the umbilical cord is attached to the placenta, right? Sure. Where the nutrients are coming from. What well, feeds the baby for the nine months. And how did we developed. first figure it out? We got to be the only species that cuts an umbilical cord. Right. Rhinoceroses just rip it out. <laughs> oh, no. Like, like, I think like when a dog has puppies, I don't think they're attached to a cord. They're just fall out yeah I, I, I never bred puppies i don't yeah. know i'm not a clue humans are the only, and when did we figure out like when cavemen had a baby cave uh-huh. women <laughs> did they're like uh this thing is still attached to you in whatever language they spoke back then right and they clubbed it off with a rock or a spear and blood probably came out what a mess or I did think... they pull and have the whole placenta well, come you out you do know that death in you know, expecting moms and moms giving birth was a lot. The oh, death yeah. rate was a lot higher than it is now. I mean, now you're in hospitals with nurses and doctors and your levels are monitored. I mean, talk about barbaric and archaic for decade. I mean, you had, you had kids. You didn't know if you were going to make it through. Right. Or if your kids were going to make it through, which is what they say when they look back at the uh, how we're living longer. It's not that our average age is living longer. It's that we're losing the part of the equation of uh, children dying from uh, during the birthing process. Mm-hmm. So right. we're, we're, we're knocking out those numbers. Right. Makes the averages higher. Yeah. But. Uh, Though I do think our generation, I could be wrong, barring some horrible chemical warfare or something. 
Um, I do think our generation will live longer because we clearly are looking younger, yeah, older. We're more active, older, and eating better. For the mo- even someone like myself that does not eat anywhere near like you do, I still do make really good choices most of the time. But if the, if what's being said is correct, that America has never been more obese or overweight, correct? How are we looking younger as we get older? Because we no are. You're right. Because no one smokes. You think it's a smoking thing? And I think the ones that aren't obese. I mean, you've got extremes in this country. You got extremes with everything, with politics, with sports fandom, with and with the way we treat our bodies and the way we are in relationships and everything. So if you've got on one side of the ledger someone like yourself that takes it very seriously and eats not quite as rigid as someone like Shannon Sharp, but pretty close, Shannon also does quite be working out also. Which yeah. is why he still looks in the age of, he's got to be 50 now. And Shannon Sharp looks like he could still play in the NFL and is still chiseled. Mm-hmm. Um, on one side, guys like you and him, yes, I put you on the same side with Shannon Thank you, Sharp. Jerry. And then you've got really obese people that are hundreds of pounds overweight. You've got extremes. Those people are not going to live as long as you. And I think you are going to look very good into you. I mean, look at Tony, the Tony Danza picture from last week. He's 72 years old. Yeah. You could tell me that guy, comparatively speaking to our grandparents who, when they were 50, look like a 90-year-old today? It's just different. Do you think Tony Danza has an innie or an Audi? Don't know, but I think he takes creatine and HGH. Yeah, and testosterone. Uh, a lot and of tes- guys and testosterone. that take testosterone swear by it. No, the problem with that is like we always talked about, once you start taking it, you can't stop. You got to keep it up. And I, I don't know if there's enough research on it. Correct. You know? I don't know. Mm. Although I could use it because lately I've been exhausted. Yeah, I would love some testosterone and HGH. I want to get, but then I'd have to go to the gym probably to see some results, right? I would, yeah, I would think so. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never before told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. An interesting conversation came up during the show, and I want to, Eddie and I took it one way, and I think Boomer and Gio took it another way, and I want to see how you would take this. Yeah. So Boomer did say this on the air, but he came into the control room during a commercial break first and, and said this to us. He said, I was just in the bathroom, and there's a guy in the stall who used, who, who I heard him wipe three times. And then he was done. Okay. Do you think a guy wiping three times is excessive or not enough? What do you mean three times? Like Boomer said he heard him go with the toilet paper, ball it up and then ball it up, ball it up, and then he was done. Depends on the person's body and the routine you're in. And are you on Metamucil? Are you on Fiber One to come out clean? There's if three wipes. Just, what's that? In three wipes. You could sometimes have one. Yeah, that is so... 100%. Yeah. And, and, there, and, I, and there could be nothing there. Yeah, that had not, not really been my life experience. Same with Eddie, because Eddie and I looked at each other like, three wipes seems like... At first, I thought Boomer was telling us 
can you believe this guy only wiped three times and he thinks he's done? But he meant to, like, can you believe this guy had to wipe three times? I'm telling you, if you are on a good routine with the extra fiber and you are regular, I think it's very possible that more times than not, it's a couple and done and clean. I always feel bad for the person that's in there and you can hear them on 9, 10, flush, wait, 12. Oh, boy. That yeah. means he's got mush. <laughs> Growing up, I, I'm telling you, I would have to flush the toilet three times. Wow, really? Yeah, with all the oh, paper. All I was those putting. damn TV dinners. <laughs> Not only that, I was using a big wad of tissue uh, of tissues when I was a kid. Yeah, I'm sure. But ever since I got that tushy thing, that's very clean because it shoots water in your butt. But yeah, I'm going to tell you, though, not having it like a genus house, there's no tushy. You feel messy. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I hear you. I don't even want to go to the bathroom here. Yeah, you don't want to go back. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Because it doesn't feel right. I totally get it. Is that why you bring the squirt bottle into the bathroom here? <laughs> the Gatorade squirt bottle? <laughs> <laughs> I heard a guy in the stall there. He's using a squirt bottle to clean his butt. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. I don't know why I wrote down medical emergencies. Medical emergencies. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like why, why I would have written that down. Like did I want to know? Uh, here's here's my notes for today's podcast. It says belly buttons. Yeah. Medical emergencies. Yeah. Three wipes. And there's a podcast. <laughs> there's the show, folks. I wonder what the medical emergencies was in reference to. I don't know. Maybe I, I was thinking like. You were what, having one? No, no, no. Like what you've gone to the emergency. Have you gone to the emergency room? As a kid, what were your medical emergencies? Oh, me? Oh, God, yeah. How, what, for what sort of thing? Uh, well, what do you deem an emergency? Well, when you go to the emergency room for a reason. So nothing life-threatening. Yeah, but, but just like you had to go uh, to the emergency sure. room so that as a would, kid. Yeah, so that would be a broken foot. That would be a torn Achilles. That would be a fractured knee, a broken collarbone, two broken ribs. That was as a kid. And you went via the emergency room for Yes, those. every time. Because the... Ribs was on the football field. The fractured knee was on the football field. The collarbone was or the moped accident. Um, the Achilles was uh, after I hit a home run at St. John Vianney High School, uh, jumping up and down in the dugout with my teammates. I tore my Achilles. That wow. True. Uh, finished the game, but my dad took me right to the emergency room after that because there was something clearly not right. Really hurt. Started swelling up pretty good. It was not a rupture, but I, I had a torn Achilles. And then there's one other one. Oh, you need surgery for that? No, they uh, because didn't rupture. Okay, it healed on its own. But I was, um, I was, I was in a cast for either eight or twelve weeks. I don't remember. It was a long time. And I remember when the cast came off. Man, stretching that thing out hurt like hell. That was rough. And the the broken foot was touch football in the street. I broke the the. The right side of the top of my foot. So, Which yeah. was the worst of those emergencies? Um, the worst. I feel of like the, the moped accident. For me, no, because see, that's what's so bizarre. I would say the Achilles, because as the night went on, I couldn't even put any pressure on my foot. The collarbone, ironically enough, um, didn't hurt. It just felt and looked really weird and I knew I did something uh, and when I went to pick up the moped it was like my arm got shot uh, once I put the moped down I was fine again got to the hospital what was to, oh you know what too and the slice on my wrist yeah 
That's got to be the worst one. I forgot about that one. Because you sliced your, your wrist at the gas station. Yeah, I put it right through that the glass door. That could have killed door. you, yes. like legitimately. Yes, they told me I missed it by a centimeter. I also needed to put our, um, what do you call it? Tourniquet. Yeah, I, I put that by my elbow because it was, blood was squirting out. I mean, it was scary as hell. So that that's probably the worst one because the wound was so open um, that n- there was no numbing agent that worked. So they had to stitch it up, and it was painful as all hell that was a rough one yeah that was really bad but anyway the collarbone the hardest part of the collarbone was the sleeping after so they wanted to re-break it after they had initially set it and i said i'm good um but anyway going home that night i'll never forget they said sleep sitting up you can't lie down you'll have trouble getting up so fine so i sleep on the couch the problem was i slid down through the night let me tell you Trying to get up, seeing stars, it, the pain was insufferable. Um, they got me up, and I think I stood the rest of the day. <laughs> so you went to the emergency room Several a number times. of times. Yeah, I, I, my brother probably, it's amazing. My brother, like, never, never got hurt playing sports, and I was a disaster. I, I caused be, my parents a lot of grief. Yeah, that's got to be scary for a parent, and your kid has to go to the emergency room. Yeah, oh, yeah. And numerous times, my aunt lived across the street. Numerous times, my mom would be at work. It was my aunt that worked at the hospital. And ironically enough, most of the times she was home, not on shift, and was able to get me in and brought me. Did you ever ride in an ambulance? Uh, yeah. A lot of times. Really? <laughs> yes. The ambulance was with the wrist. Um, ambulance was the broken ribs off the football field. Ambulance was when I hit myself in the face with a golf ball this summer. <laughs> oh, you went in an ambulance for that, right? Yeah, they wouldn't. I I was hoping for I told you a butterfly stitch, and they were like, "No chance. Like you need you need stitches. We're taking you." Like, okay, guys, enjoy the golf. I gotta go. So you know, I've been in an ambulance way too many yeah. times. Actually, yeah. Huh. You know. Um. Well, when I was really little, I I shoved a raisin up my nose, and I went to the emergency room for that. Why don't you just blow it out? Like, well, or really too high. It was all the way in there, oh and but when I got to the emergency room, I sneezed and it came out. <laughs> but I did go to the emergency room oh for my that. God, another time I was on my uh, homemade BMX bike and I jumped the curb and the steering wheel went into my uh, my like sternum area mm-hmm. and fell on that. Went to the emergency room for Ooh. that. Nothing really happened though, other than yeah. Um. And then I went to the emergency room when I was doing one of my Ron and Fez boxing events. <laughs> Concussion? No, you know what? I was so sick the night of the the boxing match, like a very violently ill. Mm-hmm. But I was the main event. We couldn't cancel it. So I went out there and I fought a little bit, but I was like, getting pummeled. And I... Uh, they did take me out in a stretcher, which was great for the for the venue. It really, it was cool looking. Yeah, but I did go to the emergency room for that. Wow, for observation. Okay, that was nice. I was in the emerg- I was in the um, ambulance in an open ambulance, right? And people were piling out of the bar, yelling, "You suck!" <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, it was really lovely. That's another career ago. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's so long ago. It was like twenty. Two years ago, That's 21 funny. years ago. You were a young man. Yeah. And then I guess I went to the emergency room when uh, when I was playing molecules in the elevator. You he broke asked, your rib? Yeah, and with a boomer. No, no, it was, uh, I didn't go to the emergency room for that because I knew what it was. This was when um, Boomer 
crunched you? Crunched me, and I heard in my chest a pop, and they told me that the cartilage popped up and snapped back in. <laughs> That's what the noise was. <laughs> so I was okay, but I did go to the emergency room for that. Got it. Scary, Jerry. Yeah, it is. Anytime you're there, the yeah. place you don't want to be. Anytime you go to the emergency room, you do not want to be there. You ain't kidding. Well, I think we learned a lot today, Jerry. We learned that uh, most people would prefer an any belly button. We've learned that you really don't get to choose your belly button. It's chosen for you when the part of the umbilical cord falls off of your belly button. And sometimes three wipes after you go to the bathroom is enough. Sometimes it's not. Depends on the person. Depends on their diet. Correct. Diet's a big part of it. Diet is a big part of it. All right. Well, I learned something here today, Jerry. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. This was like... uh... This was educational for you, and it was therapeutic. It was, in, in all of those ways. Let's do the warm-up show, and we'll do the... Um, we'll oh, be I'm back tomorrow. You got what? C- you got CeeLo tomorrow. Who is CeeLo again? Me and CeeLo tomorrow. Okay. At least it's on Peter Schwartz. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it, it could be. I'm not even sure, to be honest. I don't know. Man, I better text some CeeLo action here today. I just know I'm out tomorrow. I got to tell you, that CeeLo can talk, Jerry. He can. He, uh-huh. I'll tell you what, very good to do a talk show with. Uh, he is very good to do a talk show with. I thought we with. did a good job together, yeah. and he was excellent. Yeah, he's very good. I love the CeeLo. Yeah. All right, uh, warm up next. Yeah.